The McElroy sisters-in-law are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Teresa insists she's expert, but if there's a degree her. on her, well, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Sister, My Sister and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother's wife, Sydney McElroy. I'm your middlest brother's wife, Teresa McElroy. And I am your sweet baby brother's wife, Rachel McElroy. Hi, ladies. Woo. Hello. <laughs> Here we are. I know. How are you all today? I'm doing great. I'm I've good got too. a glass of wine here with me, so I'm in it. Well, good. You prepared appropriately. I have a beer, so I'm also ready. <laughs> oh, you guys, I didn't do that. <laughs> this may not be my first. <laughs> um, did you guys get any tips from your husbands about today's episode? Yes, uh, I did. Um, I got the tip to not look at the recording scrolling across the screen. Why? Why did he say that? Uh, he he said that it makes him nervous, and I suppose that it would make me nervous. I don't know. I'm just... That was the tip. <laughs> That's interesting. See, I watch it a lot for timing. So I'm constantly like, how many minutes do we have? When do I need to... That's interesting. Justin had no advice for me. Nothing. He said, oh, are you recording? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll set that up for you. Um, good luck. So I guess that was it. And well, I said, anything you... I need to know? And he said, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Griffin asked me if I was nervous. And I told him I was a little bit. And he said that not to worry about how long we spend on anything. Uh, and that if we run out, that I could just talk about his superior lovemaking ability. Um, <laughs> so I've got that ready to go if things get uncomfortable. So... <laughs> Because that'll make things more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing better for you guys than to hear about that, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I almost want to make myself uh, scarce just to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like no. a good goof. <laughs> but I, I am seriously glad that we're getting to do this because we've joked about doing this for a long time, you know, how it would be fun. And now here we are. I know. I was surprised how excited people were about it, um, because I guess they assume that we will also be entertaining, but... <laughs> Boy, did they assume wrong. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> totally on you fair. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they realize how in charge the brothers have to be, that uh, we have to kind of step back a little bit sometimes, and we're getting rusty in our comedic <laughs> ability as a result. Although I, I think that there's a chance that we give better advice. That's probably true. <laughs> that was another tip that Travis gave me. He said, don't worry about actually answering the questions. <laughs> Just try and be funny. Well, that makes a lot of sense if that's the advice he's giving. <laughs> I understand their show a lot better now. <laughs> Okay, well, good. So no advice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Griffin lovemaking. So I'm ready to go. Okay. 
I'm, I was just excited because I didn't have to research anything. So <laughs> I could so just... This is, this is pretty much like Justin's lazy podcast then, huh? He doesn't do much. No, he doesn't do much on ours either. <laughs> <laughs> he makes himself a drink and sits down and says, what are we talking about? <laughs> Well, you got gosh, any jokes for the intro? <laughs> yeah, you guys do seem to put some time into those intros. We do. We do have to come up with those. Um, which it's funny because we complained about that once and we got tons of emails from people who wrote wrote intros for us. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> which was awesome. It was like, wow. Oh, thanks. Have you used any of them? Uh, I haven't used them verbatim. But yeah, we've used like the, the general idea, like the jokes, like the general joke that people sent. We have. Sweet. Those, I always thank them. I always thank them. But yeah, should we should we give advice? Yeah, I think so. Does Justin I'm usually ready. start? Does he usually start with a question? I feel like he does. I think so. I think so yeah. I. You know what's people are right now wondering how much we listen to their show, <laughs> <laughs> and because anything we get wrong, anything we're like, yeah, this is. I think this is what they do. There are people listening right now going, "That's not true." I've listened to every episode. Who are these women? <laughs> Why don't now, they listen to their husband's show? But I do think that they vary it a little bit. I mean, there was that rogue up a couple of uh, weeks ago where they didn't do any questions. Yeah. So who are, who yeah. are we to judge what the the format of it is? Exactly. And we kind of have to go our own way, you know? Mm-hmm. We're our own people. Mm-hmm. We are not defined by them completely. No. Although we did did very clearly define ourselves (laughs) in relation to them at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, I I think that I saw on Twitter, there's two different sort of incarnations of this thing that we're doing here. Do we want to be known as Masim Sam or Muslim Slam with the (laughs) law part in there? Uh, I think... Is is Muslim Slam funnier? I think so. It's got kind of that Denny's Grand Slam quality to it, <laughs> which is really hot right now. So totally in. Is yeah. that hot right now? Yeah, no, it's super hot. Um, Listen, Sydney, Denny's is trending. I don't see. Uh, we don't. The trends hit us so late in Huntington. Although I think that may be something that like is still popular from the last time it was popular here. <laughs> so like it's coming. <laughs> We're we're ahead of the gang Coming just back because around. we're so far behind. Uh, and also, I think Muslim Muslim Islam is more accurate because you all should know that we're not actually related by blood. This isn't some kind of weird in Mary thing <laughs> we have going. Right. I am not a fan of the idea of sister wives no. for us. No, I don't like no. it. I don't like being labeled that. No, but no. I am a sister and I am a wife. I am just not a sister wife. Yes. Yes, those things. That, that's. I think that's a better definition. I think that that's quite accurate. All right. We married brothers. We are not technically sisters, <laughs> but we are. Muslim slam. It is. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So should I ask us a question? Hit it. I'm ready. All right. All right. So my fiance and I are in the midst of planning our wedding next year. We've both agreed that it's going to be non-traditional and laid back. However, I'm finding compromising with him to be difficult. We had an argument about napkins the other day, not because we couldn't decide on a color, but because he didn't like the existential idea of the fact that we actually have to pick a napkin color. How do I cut through his planning adverse existential bullshit and just get him to help me already? 
I swear I'm not a bridezilla in Portland. Hmm. I like this question. I think I thought it would be good for us since, well, at least with me and Teresa, we're not too far out from the wedding planning existence. That's that's true. And I did do it once. So I remember. Mm-hmm. Although, gosh, it's been nine years, which is crazy. <laughs> but I did. But I do remember it. I still remember that. I'd like to jump in with the idea of not everything has to be a together activity. Um, and I'm I'm not saying that that she should just plan the wedding without him. But I don't know. I think that that you got to pick your battles. Really, I don't. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I think that's true. I think delegating and kind of identifying what's important to you is is a good good way to start. Justin and I have that kind of uh, in general when there's something we disagree on. If it's if something is important to me and not important to Justin, and we don't see eye to eye on it, then it then by default I get to make the choice, yeah, and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I think I think that would be really helpful if you applied that to a wedding. Like if he doesn't care about napkin color. Then how about you just pick it would be kind of my thought. I'm trying to remember at my wedding, we didn't, I don't remember really picking a napkin color. (laughs) Um, So like we went, we went total low key and like even our tablecloths, they came with the tables that were donated to me from the place that I worked. So we didn't have really a choice. Yeah. And then... And then I think the caterer just brought like paper napkins. I don't I don't know. I guess that is something that people do think about and choose if they're doing like a fancy sit down type dinner thing. Yeah. But- well, and that's what I thought was so telling about this question is the phrase non-traditional and laid back because most of the people I talk to start out planning a wedding with that in mind of like, "Oh, it's going to be really chill." And we're going to just have a really chill scene. But the whole nature of planning a wedding is inherently not chill. You know, no matter you, what you kind of person you are. In it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are certain decisions that have to be made. And I know for me, um, when we got married, I was in my first year of med school uh, right before. It was the summer after my first year. So my mom actually did a lot of the of the planning and and the detail work for me just because I didn't have time and I thought my this was my line was like I don't really care about this stuff Mm -hmm. whatever like I had a list of Justin I made a list of the things we really cared about like the music and the food and the chocolate fountain yes <laughs> that, that was that oh, was about man, it. I wish I would have been there. For I know. <laughs> I know, right? It was great, and we had a a mixed. It was like Italian and Mexican food buffet because that was our favorite. <laughs> it was great, but um, but we were like, ah, we don't really care about the rest of everything. But then as we were moving through, like mom would tell me, well, I'm just going to do this. I realized, oh wait, no, but. I, I guess I do care because yeah. then I'd get upset and say like, no, 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 but I don't want that. No, I hate that. No, that's awful. Don't do those centerpieces. And I'm thinking, why do I care about yeah. centerpieces? But you you do start caring a lot more than you think you're going to. Because I, I think you do kind of operate on the assumption that there's going to be a piece that's going to ruin the whole thing if you get it wrong. Um, and while it doesn't seem like it would be napkins, I think it's <laughs> it's more symptomatic of just a general anxiety about like one part just being the thing that ruins the whole the whole to do 
I think that's very true. I remember one of the things we ran up against was uh, what chairs we rented for our reception. There were like levels of chair quality <laughs> that you could that you could pick. Like we have all these chairs and you can get this many and it's super cheap, but they're really crappy. Uh, they, <laughs> oh, they're man. all like banged up and they're like basically like metal folding chairs. Well, but um, then don't they have like chair covers and stuff they want you to rent? Well, yeah, you could do that. And that was a whole other price. Or you could just get the nicer chairs. And I don't remember if like the crappy chairs with the chair covers versus the nice. I don't remember which was more expensive ultimately. Um, But I remember talking with my mom about this a lot because it was like, I don't know, whatever chairs. And then I started thinking, (laughs) well, but what if people are like, I can't believe they didn't spring for better chairs. (laughs) Did you see the horrible wedding? (laughs) Can you believe these these two this is and a I waste suppose that sitting down is important for for your wedding because didn't you have like a full-on catholic mass and everything are those what the chairs were for or was that part in a church and then the chairs were for the reception well yeah the chairs were for the reception afterwards but we did we didn't have the full mass because we didn't do communion but um but i mean it felt like a full mass it felt really long <laughs> <laughs> it was we were really worried we were going to do the communion but um you know if we had done that like my entire side of the church would have gotten up and taken communion and his side for the most part wouldn't have and i didn't i didn't like that our first act as a married couple would be something that was kind of divisive so yeah see those are the things that you should talk about (laughs) and fight about exactly yeah you can you can just take it or leave it does it match the tablecloth no great so people will be able to find it (laughs) Because here's the thing, we still have some of our napkins from our wedding because from our reception because they were um, monogrammed. Wow. So they had, yeah, they said Justin and Sydney and had like a little, um, like the symbol from the, I think they're from the Clotta is on the front, like the, the ring, the Clotta mm-hmm. ring. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty and they, they were like in our colors or whatever. And so we still have some. And you don't know how many times Justin and I have held these napkins because where where do you put that? And and looked at each other and neither one wants to say, <laughs> just just throw them away. <laughs> because then you're the one that doesn't care. Yeah. And both mm-hmm. I know we're both thinking the same thing. Like, let's just toss them. What are we we can't use them. We're we have to find a place to put them. So they're just like sitting there in our liquor cabinet, just as as decorative napkins. In the liquor, ca- I don't know. So now, so. on top of the napkin color, you've added the idea of a monogram to this poor woman <laughs> who now is now thinking about, well, what design should I get on top of which color? Um, <laughs> you oh, you no. can do that. I didn't even know you could do, you can do that. <laughs> We're I'll really like bad at this napkins. advice. <laughs> Making more problems. Now, my advice is don't do that though, because you're going to feel compelled to save them. And where do you save paper napkins? I mean, exactly. forever. Where do you put paper them that wins. they're fine forever? Yes. It's, it's Although paper napkins come in colors too, so <laughs> don't focus on that. If I the the one thing I feel like we weren't clear enough about is that uh, we gave our DJ a list of songs not to play. Um, I was very clear about certain things, like I don't want my wedding guests doing the electric slide. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah, I I didn't want um like that. Uh, I didn't want the chicken dance. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the what's the other the cha cha slide or whatever yeah. where they tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were certain things I didn't want, and I gave him a list. And I I should have spent more time on that list. 
Um, (laughs) because he tried to end our wedding the last song that he played at the end of our wedding reception for for everybody for us to dance to and it was supposed to be so romantic and he starts um garth brooks the dance (laughs) that's a little downer and i was like no, I mean, literally, Justin walked up and made him stop. <laughs> and I said, this is not a middle school dance. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> Please, no, anything, just no. <laughs> so that would have been a useful way to spend my time. <laughs> Travis and I just made a playlist on a thumb drive and gave it to our friend who was running the soundboard. I feel really bad about this. Like, thinking about weddings and and my older sister is getting married uh my older sister by blood is getting married and uh <laughs> and she's always texting me for advice on stuff and i'm like i don't know man like we didn't do much decorating it was a theater it was already kind of decorated so i feel i feel like i totally lost the wedding game no it was perfect though yeah it was it was it's it's just it has to be really personal to you you can't worry so much exactly. about what you're supposed to do that i think that's exactly true and and having been to both of your weddings i will say that you both succeeded in that uh completely like it your weddings felt very much like who you who you guys are and who you are as a couple and and so they were beautiful i think that's what matters Aww, thanks sydney well, thanks sydney well, that's true. <laughs> um, do y'all want to? You Yahoo? guys didn't say that about my wedding. <laughs> we so weren't there. Whatever. We weren't at your <laughs> We weren't there. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys want a Yahoo? Yes. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This Yahoo was sent in from Zoe Kinski. Climbing that ladder, Zoe Kinski. Woohoo! Yahoo user. Um, you know, I don't know how he. Do- uh, I don't know how Griffin does that part. Okay, so do I click on the person? He tells us who it is. Yeah, right? no, it says, sorry, something has gone wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Sometimes he says that too. <laughs> Maybe that's their name. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably accurate. <laughs> okay, uh, so the Yahoo answer is, uh, I think I'm sexually attracted to Godzilla. <laughs> Ever since watching the new Godzilla film, I've been feeling a little uneasy. I had never watched any of the earlier films, but one of my friends recently told me he was a huge fan and wanted me to go see it in theaters with him. For some reason, I started to hype the film myself, and after watching it, I was really surprised. I couldn't stop obsessing about the skyscraper-sized lizard even after the film was over. I began to have dreams where I'm at the beach and Godzilla arises from the sea. At first, I feel frightened, but then he lowers his head before me. Oh, no. He looks right at me with his intense but gentle stare. I can feel him beckoning me to come closer. I carefully walk toward the beast until eventually I am standing on his shoulder. (laughs) And after we rise up and he and I slowly approach Tokyo, the buildings reflecting in his eyes. What could this all mean? I am at a loss for words. I don't know what well, this could all mean. I, well, we've solved one mystery. That was definitely Justin who said that. <laughs> <one>, so <laughs> it's, it's been a strain on our marriage for a long time. <laughs> this obsession with Godzilla. 
What I, what is unique about this question, I mean, besides a number of things, is that I think the person had a real struggle on where to submit this within the groups. And so it's actually coming through the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender group. Ooh. Which uh-huh. seems like a strange choice, but I don't know where you put it. Um, <laughs> not pets. Um, maybe entertainment and music. <laughs> I think entertainment definitely fits. You know what's funny, though, is she said, like, it's... Uh, she we're assuming this is a one woman i guess um that she feels a sexual desire for godzilla but then when she described this dream or fantasy or whatever it wasn't i mean it just sounded like a really like cool buddy moment yeah there's no like sexual element from what i can tell like this was just her friend and she was hanging out on his shoulder and looking at tokyo and I don't know. Well, so are we recommending that maybe she gets a lizard as a pet? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but is that dangerous? <laughs> I don't know. Like, if she gets a lizard as a pet, ah, uh, will she be tempted? You know, to you know, sex with it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> she said she's sexually attracted to Godzilla. Maybe she gets an iguana and then she's like, Whoa. <laughs> you know what this reminded me of? Did you guys ever see that Disney Robin Hood with the fox? Yes. Mm-hmm. Love and that uni- movie. Yeah, me And too. I feel like women universally have feelings for that fox that plays Robin Hood. Is that true? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I've had I mean, mo- he's multiple conversations. Cool. Yeah. I've had multiple conversations with women where they have talked about how they, they totally had a crush on that fox that played Robin Hood. <laughs> he's so dashing. And it just reminded me of this Godzilla question. Like, maybe Godzilla is the new Robin Hood fox. I, well, what is, what is Godzilla's personality like, though? I mean, like, Robin Hood as a fox was cunning true. and sly and mm-hmm. still kind of valiant, I suppose. But, like, mm-hmm. what's Godzilla's personality like? Sure, he's a really attractive lizard. <laughs> Granted. But is that the kind of thing that you can marry? You just want to be next to it in bed all ta- all the time? <laughs> I don't know. I feel really uh, like ill-equipped to answer this too. Because uh, when was this new Godzilla movie? I don't think I saw it. I said I certainly didn't see it. Is this the one with the song that like who did it? Like P Diddy or somebody? <laughs> oh, what? that's the old one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think certainly that's the old not one. the oldest one. No, but. <laughs> No, but like that was from the 90s or something. Has there been a new one? Is there another Godzilla movie? It seems like that. But I think I'm thinking of like Pacific Rim or something. I don't know that I'm thinking of Godzilla. I think I'm thinking of a different monster movie. So th- that's the problem is we don't know how sexually attractive the Godzilla in this, <laughs> yeah. this movie that may or may not exist is. I think that's the core of the issue is, I mean, maybe maybe it is a really sexy lizard and we wouldn't we just blame don't her. know because we haven't seen it. Um, I don't know when this question was submitted, but there is one answer that was submitted a year ago. And the answer is sex might get a bit too odd. You should move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very practical answer. I mean, right. Because practical. Going going as far as the size difference, I really think that that's kind of like a health hazard. Um so I, I think what are you talking that, about, Teresa? What are you referring to right now? I don't even know what you're talking about. 
I just love that it's not the, the sex will be odd. It's that sex might get a bit too odd. Like at first, well, the first time you know, it will be you beautiful. Could start out with like the hand stuff, like, with like kissing and making out. I don't think that that's really too bad. It's like it's, it's not actual, the deed that I think might be hazardous. Is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, mm. Rachel. Okay. But the, I mean, can, but the kissing, the, the, can you? I mean, it's a giant lizard. <laughs> can you? Do lizards have lips? Oh, gosh. They have tongues. So oh. Frenching is on. <laughs> Frenching. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're just coming at this from a really like lo- the logistics standpoint. Like, <laughs> is, it, is it physically possible <laughs> to, okay. to have sex with Godzilla? <laughs> well, don't forget about that tail, ladies. I feel like there's a lot of potential there. <laughs> Do, now, does Godzilla's tail come off? Like, if it comes off, does it grow back like other lizards? <laughs> Do you think? I I don't know. I, don't, I I'm not familiar with Godzilla lore. I had a I had an iguana when I was growing up. Um, really? Yeah, when I was in like middle school and. Um, because I had a science teacher who had one, and I thought she was so cool. <laughs> that I wanted to be just like my science teacher. <laughs> that's, that's, most kids do that, right? Most kids right. get really yes. into that. <laughs> that gives you some insight as to how cool I was. Uh, and and uh, I got an iguana, and I named it Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is true. Which was the first sign that you and Justin were meant to be. <laughs> and uh, one time I was reaching in to grab him out of his tank, and I accidentally grabbed his tail, and they will, like, they drop them. Like, the, there's a way that they, like, as you pull, it just releases. And oh, I didn't like mean to. from its body? Yeah, from its body. And then it wiggles around to, like, distract a predator so that you would chase the tail and it can get away. That's why it does that. And it freaked me out. And it, it did grow a new It seems that you one. and this iguana were not fast friends. I mean, if it thought that you were a predator. No, I, that was kind of the end of our relationship. I fell out of love <laughs> with my iguana after that because it was so creepy um, that its tail came. And then it grew this new tail that looked very different and kind of gross. And I had to pick its old tail up out of the, it was too much. And so oh, um, man. so my cousin took it and she she held on to it and it got really big and she took great care of it. So it was fine. Don't worry. But but I was over it. <laughs> I feel like if Justin were recording with us, he would have made some really great Jimmy Buffett jokes just then about the tail and something about a flip flop. And I just I I really I feel like I let everybody down. That's all right. (laughs) I mean, it was really it was really on me, I guess. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, you're the expert. (laughs) I'm the expert on Justin. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, he would probably tell you that there is a Jimmy Buffett like musical called "Off to See the Lizard" <laughs> or something. Or a musical. Oh, God, or I believe that. Or... I believe that for a second. Or another. Is, C- no, there is. is. There? There's something called "Off to See the Lizard." Maybe it wasn't his musical. Maybe it was just a CD. Anyway, there you go. I'm sure he would have thrown that out there. You're right. deep in it, Sid. You're I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we fixed that problem. Yeah, done. No, I think we and we should move on. Should we? Do you want me to ask another real question here? Yeah. Go for it. All right. My girlfriend is an amazing singer-songwriter. I'm also a musician, and we've been wanting to make an album together. The problem is she gets very nervous in front of a microphone and has trouble giving a natural performance. What can I do to make her more comfortable when she's recording? And that comes from Meek Musician. 
hidden microphone, hidden, <laughs> like, a button, or like some sort of sort of a desk thing item, or I'm just I'm just saying, sneak around it, then she won't even know. Is that creepy? Um. Yes. 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 <laughs> probably. But, probably pretty creepy. But I, I think that I think that it's a it's a getting over the first time type thing, where like once you do it once, you know that you can do it. Listen, guys, I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter, and so kind of <laughs> kind of in that zone. And remember when Harry is in like so the Prisoner of Azkaban. Is the movie I'm talking about, and when you you might want to give us an entire plot synopsis of all of Harry Potter. No, I'm There's not time, but in this particular movie, um, Harry is fighting Dementors. Do you guys know what Dementors are? Yes. Okay. Great. Good. Um, and he sees a Patronus charm being conjured across this lake that he's fighting these Dementors at, right? Mm-hmm. And he thinks that it's his dad that has conjured it. And wait, guys, spoilers in case you haven't seen it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm he, all over it. <laughs> he thinks that his dad has conjured it, but then they're like, through the time turner, they go back and they see that he was the one who conjured it. You know, and like once he knows that he did it, he knew he could do it, so he did it. Does that make any sense? I think I think that the microphone jitters are a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, where no, once you see and know that you can do it, you can do it. So even though hidden microphone is super creepy and like kind of I don't know government bug style, I think that that might help. I think that's a great comparison for the for the microphone and the confidence and that issue, like believing in yourself. I don't know if the time travel is sound. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it falls into like the Bill and Ted world of, <laughs> of time travel. <laughs> um, but I, and I don't know how we advise like like let's let's apply that to the situation. Can we help her with that by like also advising that she travel in time? to a place where she can see herself <laughs> singing and then go back and know she can do it because she already saw herself do it. This is all semantics. <laughs> well, you know what this reminds me of is uh, part of the Mabim Bam lore that the very first episode they recorded, they didn't actually tell Travis they were planning on using that first episode. Do you guys know this? Is that yes. true? Yes, I do. It is true. I remember mm-hmm. that. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, I think Travis has mentioned it before that uh, Justin, I think, told him we they were just going to practice. And then that was actually the episode. They actually put that up. But he had no idea that was going to be put up. And so I think that's kind of a, a unique solution is to record and tell her, oh, it's not a big deal. We're just we're just practicing. And maybe that'll help. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's very similar to what I suggested, Rachel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or set up some elaborate, like, fake wall situation where behind this fake wall, like, in your, okay, so you've got it. Okay, so you have to build a recording studio <laughs> in your house, and it's just you and her. And then you've got the fake wall, and behind the fake wall is, like, all of your friends and family, mm-hmm. like, people who will be really supportive. And so then at the end, 
she'll be like, oh, that was great. Oh, I feel so good about that. And you'll be like, see, I told you you could do it. And she'll be like, yeah, but it was just the two of us. Of course I can do it just two of us. And you'll be like, no, it wasn't. And then you crash down the fake wall. Like you can push uh, it over. Like it'll be a situation where you could like push it over. Or like they can come bursting through it. That's better. <laughs> they come bursting through it. And then we're, we're here the whole time. And we thought mm-hmm. you did a great job. If if she does a great job, there's that the, sounds like that's the gamble. a triumphant moment. Like the same idea where like the football players push through the paper banner onto the football field. Exactly. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So your whole family comes knocking through the fake wall in the recording studio that you've built in your house and says... Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> I think I lost the question. And John Favreau's there, and he's solved. super excited. <laughs> what happened? What was what? Um, oh, and I go. said, and then John Favreau's there, and he's super excited. <laughs> he's in Rudy, right? I, you know, um, I've never seen Rudy. Oh my god. <laughs> I just know that it's like a little he's like a he's like little and he plays football and people cheer for him right like that's that's pretty much it that's it okay let me clear something up though you have seen Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban right oh yeah okay as long as you've got all those important things covered no I've seen all those (laughs) I've seen all those movies many times just not Rudy or Godzilla No, or Godzilla. If there's another newer Godzilla that exists, I haven't seen that either. (laughs) I love this. That question's predicated on a movie. We don't even know if it exists. (laughs) We're doing a great job. So good. The brothers' pop culture knowledge definitely exceeds ours, I think, guys. (laughs) I think we're not not to their level. Well, you got to start somewhere. Uh, Do y'all want another Yahoo? Sure. Yep. Okay, uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Rachel Sperling. And I don't know how to tell who sends them in uh, initially, so I'm just going to stop trying. <laughs> um, okay, so this Yahoo answer user asks, for Candace Cameron Burke's book signings, are we allowed to give her gifts? Now, I'm taking a risk here that you all are familiar with Full House. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is not Rudy. No. This is Full House. So I feel like we're going to be okay. Obviously. <laughs> I'm an American, aren't I? I have a heart. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit to really only seeing the later years. I didn't, I didn't see a lot when, like, Michelle was a baby. But but the later years, definitely. I was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you definitely at some point saw her say, you got it, dude, right? Yes. Okay, good. Just and, <laughs> But I have to say, Stephanie was my favorite. How rude. <laughs> oh, man. She was sassy. Mm-hmm. So sassy. I imagine you're allowed to give her gifts. Uh, and it seems like clearly that cast is not sensitive about their time on Full House because they are preparing to do a reboot. Uh, So I have to imagine they wouldn't be opposed to any kind of full house themed gifts. I guess it really depends on the gift, right? Mm -hmm. If the gift is like, here's a bag of all my hair from the last year. (laughs) No. (laughs) The thing about gifts is, I mean, and I don't pretend you haven't done this where someone gives you something you go, oh, that's so great. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. And then you throw it away. 
or you just leave it wherever you are or you get rid of it somehow, Mm -hmm. you can still really appreciate the gift giver and not have to keep the gift. Mm -hmm. So I say go for it. You should give everybody gifts because it's up to them what they want to do with it once you give it to them. I I think there's still a limit to that. I think if we go, let's go with the bag of human hair example. <laughs> I I think there has to be some place where like the the gift gets so bad that you don't appreciate the gift giving. Like you stop appreciating that and go, no, I wish I do not appreciate that you gave me this, and I wish you had not. And I'm I'm upset by your act of giving. I'm still gonna be honest. If somebody gave me a bag of human hair, I don't think that person is someone to cross. And I would be like, yes, thank you very much for this bag of your hair. I will cherish it always. Bye. Because if they if they give me a bag of their hair, they're probably just uh, a, a little too involved, all right? And I don't want maybe someone that involved in in my my daily life. Uh, and so I think the easiest way to remove them from my life is to appreciate what they've given me to their face and then run away. That's fair. That's fair. But if they were going to give you, like, what what do we think? If Let's say that this person's going to give her a full house-themed gift. So what, like, what do you think he's going to give her? Grunchies. <laughs> Scrunchies, that's good. Yeah. I was thinking about in their bedroom, they had those pillow people you remember the little pillow oh persons? yeah yeah thought that would be a good one or like um, one of the greatest one of those great pairs of like jams like those pants they're not jams because they were long pants that the uncle joey would wear do you remember yeah. those dave coulier mm-hmm. would wear those crazy pants with the elastic waist yes mm-hmm. so like the whimsical print tapered leg pant that would be mm-hmm. that'd be great i would love that i don't know what i'd do with it but it'd be great I think Candace Cameron would appreciate it. You know, I think it's interesting is that neither of you question the fact that Candace Cameron has a book. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has a book nowadays. (laughs) So I Googled because I wanted to find out what Candace Cameron Burr's books, and she has two. Um, In 2011, Reshaping It All, colon, Motivation for Physical and Spiritual Fitness. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2014, balancing it all, colon, my story <laughs> of juggling priorities and purpose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So she uh, is, you know, she's reshaping got, it. She's and got it balancing together. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's tough because I, I don't know if you all felt this way, but when I was younger and I watched Full House, I wanted to be DJ Tanner yeah, so much. I thought her hair and her clothes, mm-hmm. her whole thing was so cool. When she got her, do you remember the episode where she got her room? Like they moved her to the yes. bedroom by herself. I decorated my bedroom in the same colors <laughs> as DJ Tanner's because I thought it was so cool. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my own room and I'm going to do that too. Because DJ was the coolest girl. And mm-hmm. I guess I need to read those books is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. To be well, like DJ, DJ Tanner own room. When DJ got her own room, I I knew that there was no hope for me because everyone who uh who I idolized had their own room and I did not and I never had my own room while I lived with my parents. And so that was that was really kind of a sting 
sting for me in my heart. Oh. Yeah. So you shared a room with, with your one of your sisters or both of your sisters? Uh, when I was younger, I shared a room with my older sister, and then she got her own room, and my little sister moved in. Um, so it was always my older sister, and then my little sister, and then I had roommates when I went to college. Um, so I did not have my own room until I was a junior in college. And now you have to share with Travis. I know. <laughs> I had like, I had like seven or eight sweet years. No, that's not even true. How many years did I have by myself? Uh, I had four years of my room all to myself. And then I got married. And now I don't have my own room. I will say this, though. I had my own room, and um, my and my little sister, Taylor, had her own room, too. But uh, we spent almost every night in the same room. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We slept together most of our our childhood years, just because we liked hanging out. I don't know. We missed each other, so... So I don't know. Maybe, maybe had you had your own room, you would have done that. Who knows? Hey, it ladies, is possible. Ladies, yes. breaking news: Candace Cameron has another book. It just came out this month. <laughs> <gasps> what? I gotta Dancing, get it. Wait, right, get ready. Dancing through life: colon, steps of courage and conviction. <laughs> These sound wow. really inspirational. <laughs> yeah, to- Wikipedia isn't even updated yet. I had to go to Amazon to get this information. Oh my gosh. And then you've got to go back to Wikipedia and update it right now. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> you can be the first one. Annotations, please. <laughs> oh, she was. She was on Dancing with the Stars. That's what's motivated this one. Right. Oh. oh I didn't see that, but I, I fully intend on watching Fuller House. I will tell you that. Oh, man. I, I don't think the Olsen twins are going to be on it. I think they're holdouts. Hmm. Which, when you think cool. about it, only one of them would have to be on it now. Like, they wouldn't need both of them anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm assuming they negotiate, like, as a pair, as a duo. I don't know. Yeah, well, in I fact, it'd be really unsettling if married, they switched right? them out halfway through, like they did with the babies. <laughs> like, oh, here's the other one. Did you notice? <laughs> yeah. No, that's a that's another person. That's a whole other, that's another adult person that you just put in there. It probably had something to do with like child labor laws or whatever, right? Yeah. That's why they did yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. Just it making did. sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they are, but I know you can only have a baby on TV for so long. Have you been looking into it with Charlie? <laughs> 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 that's my plan. <laughs> she's so damn cute. I gotta I gotta start making money off of her. <laughs> she's she's not pulling her keep her around pictures. here. I know. She's she doesn't have a podcast yet. <laughs> What's she doing? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> she's she's a real failure. We're real disappointed in her. And <laughs> maybe the next one will turn out better. <laughs> well, I have more questions. Do we want more questions? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right. My oldest brother is getting married this year. And since I only have brothers, his fiance will be my first sister ever. What should I know about having a new sister-in-law? And what could I do to make her feel extra welcome in the family? And that's from Psyched in Scarborough. That's a that's a relevant question. You could clean up the bathroom. It's really important <laughs> to me <laughs> that the bathroom is clean. And so is that, that that is one thing you can physically do. 
keep that's, your bathroom clean. That's good for me to know from your perspective that that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what we can do <laughs> so that you don't come to our house next time and my bathroom's dirty and you're like, well, now I don't feel welcome. <laughs> you know what? I have never felt unwelcome in your home, Sydney. Oh, thanks. Well, good, because you are certainly welcome. So I'm, I'm glad. And your bathroom is just clean enough. So. <laughs> that's a fair statement. That, I, that's okay. That's what we shoot for, just clean enough. <laughs> that's, the, that's our household motto. <laughs> Justin and Sydney, just clean enough. Just clean enough. I'm living that life. Don't, don't even pretend that I'm not. <laughs> well, other than a clean bathroom, um, what else, what else do you think? What, what, I mean, I certainly have felt welcome with you guys and I, and I hope you have with me. Absolutely. What have we, yeah. How yeah, have I think cultivated I mean, that? As families go, the McElroy family is probably among the warmest. I, I don't think I ever felt tested or kind of on trial in my, my early months. I think that's very true. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's good that you, you know, didn't feel that way. Cause we were definitely testing you. <laughs> um, we had meetings after every time we hung out to decide if you passed that level or not. And you did. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You didn't have to go through any of the physical challenges. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I could have gotten the flag out of that nose so fast. <laughs> you guys wouldn't have believed it. Well, you know, even before I met you, Rachel, Travis told me about how much he approved of you. Oh, good. Like you were in from the beginning. He loves to tell this story about how you were playing the game of things uh-huh. in Austin all together. And um, the both of you wrote down nearly the same thing on your sheet. What, uh, me and Travis in, or me and Griffin? Yes, you and Travis. Mm-hmm. And the thing was things you would not like to see in your sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. And he put another sandwich, <laughs> right? And you put another sandwich but haunted. <laughs> he was like, this is it. Right here. She's a winner. I approve. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's a really I good think, joke, too. I actually <laughs> just want to appreciate that a little bit more. That does remind me, though, that was one thing that was really nice. Because I was, of course, super intimidated, as I imagine anybody would be uh, specific to the McElroy brothers, because I had listened to the show and I knew that everybody was going to be really quick and really funny. Um, but what was surprising and charming was that I realized very quickly that the brothers were actually interested in me liking them. And that seemed to be more of a priority than them liking me, which kind of flipped me on my head a little bit because I was like, oh, they're worried about whether I'm going to like them. And that took some of the pressure off. So that, I think, is really good advice if you want to make somebody feel welcome. This is try extra hard to get them to like you, and it'll put them at ease, I think. That's awesome. Yeah. That is. And I think that's really good advice in general to Mm -hmm. that when you show interest in other people, when you're genuinely curious and ask questions and pay attention and listen and show that, like, I want to know about you and I care about what you say and what answers you give to questions. I think Mm -hmm. I think that'll always win somebody over. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally. 
Oh, and also talk about uh, how crummy their uh, previous relationships were, because that helps a lot, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was... That was very relaxing for me was that I I got some examples from the brothers of Griffin's previous relationships that made it very clear that that I was going to come out on top. (laughs) You were the tops. Yeah. (laughs) So that's true. I think I remember some of that, too. (laughs) That's true. And that was that was all that was all true, too. (laughs) Those were not lies. You know, I think it's it's weird, though, because um, I see where you guys are coming from, because knowing like the brothers now and they're they're very funny and they're all very charming, especially together. They're they're the they're at their best together, usually. Mm -hmm. And um, I can see where now they're more intimidating. But I I didn't ever feel that way because I think because I've known the boys for so long. Yeah, like Um, literally since you were what, like. Five, six, <laughs> not quite that, but I mean, pretty. Let's see. I started. I met. I met the brothers the when we did the Wizard of Oz uh, with with uh, what is now First Stage Children's Theater here when I was eleven, um, and that's when that's when I met all the boys, and then we did we all did theater together for a while, and so like, I I mean, I just I, I still remember like if Justin was this character lord growly in his tennis shoes and he thought he was he was so funny he, <laughs> he i don't know if Nothing he was Nothing has changed he thought he was so funny and i remember travis as the flying monkey oh my gosh can i just tell you interject for a second yeah we have a picture of him as the flying monkey <laughs> and it's uncanny he really looked like a monkey he's got big old cheeks and big old ears it is amazing. <laughs> he really did. He did. I remember my dad was joking one night. Travis came on stage and forgot to put his mask down. <laughs> and and my dad had joked later. He was like, well, I mean, he kind of looks like a monkey anyway. So it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I still remember Griffin was the uh, the munchkin coroner. <laughs> and I remember him as a little munchkin singing about how the Wicked Witch had died. <laughs> And it, I don't know, like, I, so I, I never had that intimidation factor. I, I don't know if it was that I always felt welcome with them, but I always just felt really comfortable because I don't know if maybe that's a theater thing. Like you see people at their most vulnerable and kind of their silliest. And so then you never really get intimidated by them, maybe. I don't know. Well, that's, that's some more great advice, too. So like, if you want someone to feel welcome, make sure that you are open and like vulnerable to them. I'm not going to say like, like for them to, you know, like come at you, but like, you know, just really be an open type person. Yeah. Mm, dress like a monkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the kind of vulnerability we need. Exactly. Be a munchkin coroner or Lord Crowley. Who's <laughs> a character that was not in the movie, was he? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, I remember the coroner and definitely the monkeys, but I don't, I don't, at least if he was in the movie, he wasn't like billed, right? He was just one of the munchkin people. My, my, again, my dad must have really loved that show because I remember a lot of things my dad said about it. <laughs> I remember him talking about what a funny kid Justin McElroy was after it was over. I still remember this because there was this line where they were like, 
well, did you see the wizard? What did he look like? And he was like, I couldn't see him because he was invisible. And my dad <laughs> quoted that, I mean, to this day, like after we got <laughs> married forever, because he thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. So, <laughs> and I knew at that moment, <laughs> someday, <laughs> I'm going to marry that man. I'm going to marry that, <laughs> that funny man that my dad loves. <laughs> Well, I know that my parents, they love Travis because he's so funny. So, like, that's definitely a good in humor. Yeah, there's some more of it. Be funny. (laughs) I hope you're funny. So be clean, be funny, be vulnerable. And be a monkey. And and be a monkey. (laughs) And ask questions, show interest. There you go. I feel like we just wrote how to win friends and influence people. (laughs) We just gave the cliff notes. (laughs) Uh, how about one last Yahoo? That yes. sounds good. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by Ira Ray. Sydney. Oh, wait. Do I do that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? <laughs> <laughs> we did a bad job. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry. Griffin's going to make it all look really good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to tell him to edit that. <laughs> uh, why doesn't Emerald say bam anymore? <laughs> I've been watching Emerald live for a long time, and I've noticed that he never yells bam anymore. Does anyone know why? Um... <laughs> This is the one that we're not really supposed to answer, right? This is the one that's, that we, we say our names. And oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, this was, no, that's the final Yahoo. Oh, uh, maybe I should have okay. made that more clear. Okay. <laughs> um, um, the best answer on this uh, is, I don't know either, but I was wondering that very thing when I watched his soup and stew show tonight. <laughs> he just turns everything up a notch. <laughs> Do you think he got, like, sued by Books A Million or something? Oh. Like it was a copyright infringement issue? (laughs) That is trademarked by... I think he just wanted to show some diversity, you know, that he was not a one-trick pony. um, And that was more more than just bam. (laughs) Or maybe he's just kind of mellowed out as he ages, you know? He's not interested in screaming at the audience anymore. (laughs) You only have so many BAMs that you can use in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. And he had already hit his limit. And that was it. See, Griffin, Griffin and I, we're, we're a Gordon Ramsay family. So I maybe shouldn't have picked this question because we're not Emerald devotees. And, and here we are Alton Brown family here. Oh, okay. And we will watch anything that's on Food Network here. So I love both Even those guys. Ace of Cakes. Will you watch Ace of no, Cakes? No, you know what? That Okay, I lied. You're right. I will not watch that. Um, yes. I will watch Cake Wars, but not Ace of Cakes. No. <laughs> Diners, is- Drive-Ins, and Dives. Will you watch that? I I have watched. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> Triple D, as we like to call it. I also watch Triple G. That's Guy's Grocery Games. <laughs> so deal oh with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about you anymore, Sydney. Oh, my God. I need to come and take over your TV watching <laughs> responsibilities. I don't know. Just anything that isn't Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Doc McStuffins. 
please. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Um, I don't I, I will say this, though, I didn't watch a lot of Emerald. So I don't know. My question would be like, how much does that enhance your viewing experience when he says, bam? Is it yeah. better? I mean, do you, <laughs> do you feel it more? Like, did he say it in a way that you were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> hit it with that red well, pepper he, flake? I don't know. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I thought he kind of did it Rachel Ray style where it was in front of a live studio audience and that everybody would say, bam. I thought <laughs> I thought he would do it. He would say bam and they all would say it along with him. Well, maybe. I'm my my experience with Emerald is mostly through f- the character on Futurama who per- who is like that robot chef that makes fun of Emerald. So like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't I don't maybe he had signs like instead of applause in this in the studio that say bam and so that every like how do you know when to shout bam does he have a hand <laughs> signal well I think he he pinches an ingredient right he's gonna pinch it and then throw it in the pot and say bam yeah well then how <laughs> so, did okay how did the audience know to stop yelling bam? like he has stopped bamming <laughs> how did everybody else know to stop Maybe he doesn't pinch anymore. Maybe he scoops. And so now they don't have that Pavlov's dog reaction. <laughs> they don't see the pinch and they know no bam. Do you think there was like one person who yelled bam and they were like, <laughs> like everything went completely silent. <laughs> Emerald just like stopped what he was doing and just pointed at that person. And then like security <laughs> dragged them out. <laughs> They're like, now we'll continue. And then people got the message. Like, okay, clearly that's not what we say now. Don't say that. A bam, a bam incident. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Bam Margera. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think he was cool back when I was younger. Oh. <laughs> the skateboarding and the, the pranks, you know. Uh, I think celebrity chefs in general have moved away from catchphrases. I can't think of a single other celebrity chef with a catchphrase. No, I mean, well, unless you Martha, count. Martha said um, it's a good thing, right? But she wasn't just a chef. No, she did lots yeah, of other stuff. So yeah. much more. <laughs> like, it's like something illegal. <laughs> she did that Ooh, too. And um, Ina... Ina's always saying, get yourself a really good olive oil she, or get yourself a really good coarse sea salt. You know, she's always mm-hmm. talking about things being really good. Like you would go to the grocery store and be like, this one's really good. This one's good enough. And don't even touch that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so she's you, always doing like that. you would go and say, sell me your worst olive oil. sir." <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the crap I, that's left over. <laughs> I really just need that government grade olive oil. I'm not going to serve this to like company or anything. Jeffrey's not coming for dinner. Okay. <laughs> just a lubricant. If like, in fact, Vaseline, Vaseline, if you had it, would work. <laughs> and Jeffrey just pretends like he's eating my food anyway. He hasn't actually eaten a meal in, in 10 years. No, Jeffrey only eats it if it's really good. <laughs> If if Gordon Ramsay had a catchphrase, would it be like calling someone a donkey? Would that be what it oh, would be? Man. Can I be honest? I can't watch Gordon Ramsay. Oh, him wow. yelling, him yelling at people really upsets me. Oh. Like I feel, 
I, I don't know if it's like empathy that I feel for for these people that are being yelled at or if I physically feel that I am being yelled at when he yells at people, but I, I can't watch it. I've tried because I know that they're great shows and I know that you both love mm-hmm. his shows, but I just can't. It It makes me sick, really. Like I have to go hide or vomit. You should watch MasterChef Junior. Oh, should yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Does he yell at children in that? No. no. Because that doesn't no. sound good to me. He doesn't. No, he's very paternal. Um, yeah. And it's it's all about, like, confidence building. I mean, the kids still cry. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There is still crying, but it's not because of yelling. No, he hugs them all. Yeah. he's He gets is it, very dadly on there. Mm-hmm. Is it on Netflix or Hulu because we don't pay for TV? It is on Hulu. Okay. All right, I could watch it then. Mm-hmm. I will report back to you both. And let I would you know recommend how it. I feel. Also, the kids are adorable. It's just a good show all around, and they and make they real make, food. Like, yeah, no, they make real. That's food. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, it's not, not like, like chicken fingers and yeah. macaroni and stuff. No. Oh no, it's crazy impressive. We we've talked a lot about Justin and I have said that we want to raise Charlie to be a contestant on MasterChef <laughs> like really early, like get her like cooking lessons and teach her to do all the fancy stuff so that she can go on and like blow everybody away. Because these kids are super. They they would cook rings around me. Yeah, they make like sushi. Like they and from what I understand, they'll they'll kind of teach them how to make something during the week and then when they film, they kind of test them. So they're they're learning like adult quality dishes and Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's well, I cool. think that that it's really important for parents to feed children what they are eating and not just make a separate meal for kids. Like I feel like when I was growing up, we ate what my mom made. She always said, "I'm not a short order cook." So like <laughs> She wouldn't make us chicken fingers and everybody else have like, you know, crab legs or whatever. If they were having crab legs, we had crab legs, which is kind of a double edged sword because now I have really expensive food tastes. Um, (laughs) But I'm also willing to try things that are that are new. I think that's a good thing. I think once once Charlie gets more teeth and isn't so much into choking on things, I'm going to make her try more things I do. (laughs) I think that's a good point. Well, should we do a final Yahoo now? I th- I think that's where we are. I think we've I think we've given out a lot of good advice and some not so good advice. <laughs> so we're right on par. Yeah, that's a fair balance. I think I, I I feel really good about it. I don't know that we said all the boys' catchphrases. I hope people weren't expecting catchphrases. Oh, I don't know. Just, <laughs> what is Justin's catchphrase? Bam. He says bam. He says actually. bam. <laughs> That's why Emerald gave it up. That, that's it. We we cracked the code. We used way less profanity than the boys did. So oh, that's I'm just going to put that out true. there. Yeah. And you didn't do a sad lib, Teresa. So thank you for that. <laughs> I was well, waiting I for that Travis tweet. to prepare all the questions, but like he did not go there. Maybe he doesn't trust me with a sad lib. Oh, oh man. I didn't mean brand. to start a fight. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to fight about a sad lib. I know how to pick my battle. Good, good. That's good. That's also good advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This final Yahoo was sent in by Rachel Sperling. Game recognized game, Rachel Sperling. Uh, and I, I would like to say that Griffin specifically identified this as the closer and wrote closer next to it. Uh, <laughs> so I would have no confusion. <laughs> good, good. How does milk get inside a woman's breast? 
been my sister-in-law, my sister-in-law and me. I'm Sydney McElroy. I'm Teresa McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.